They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally, that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Off and run another episode of Inside the Mind of D. Scott. What's going on? That's me. I am D. Scott. Uh, appreciate you checking out the podcast. Please follow it. I would uh, I would love that if you would just click that follow button. I know a lot of platforms that carry podcasts are changing the verbiage that they use because a lot of people say subscribe, but uh, there's some confusion with subscriptions and people think that it costs money, so they don't do it. You should be listening to my podcast for free. I don't know if you pay for the platform you're listening on, but uh, the podcast itself you should not have to pay for. So if you could follow the podcast, I would definitely appreciate that. Last week I talked about the the uh, the topics that I had presented to me on my Facebook page. I had a whole bunch of them come through. I appreciate all the, uh, all the suggestions. I'm going to work my way through them as best that I can. I'm going to talk late 90s, early 2000s radio today. Uh, but first, do want to touch on the fact that we lost DMX yesterday. This one hurt, you know. Uh, I grew up. I grew up. I was in my twenties when DMX came out. But yeah, I say I grew up listening to him because it was in my early like years of really falling in love with rap music. And DMX came out with uh, "It's Dark and Hell Is Hot" and "Flesh in My Flesh, Blood on My Blood." Both albums came out in the same year, by the way. Both albums went number one, and both albums went multi platinum. Back in an age where you had to go out and physically purchase. The music. We weren't downloading things back then when that stuff came out, late 90s, early 2000s. Downloading music was not being done. So you had to go out and physically buy those. So for him to go multi-platinum with both of those albums in the same year, the man was an absolute legend, uh, influenced hip-hop greatly, and changed it forever. There will never be another DMX. I can say that safely. Just like there will never be another Tupac. There will never be another Biggie. There will never be any artist as influential and as different as DMX. The man was absolutely amazing. Yes, he had his demons. We all have our demons. That's not what we're focusing on. Not whatsoever. DMX was a once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-generation artist. Like, for real, he was fantastic. And it's funny that I want to talk about late 90s, early 2000s radio. And uh, not funny, ha-ha. It's funny, ironic. Uh, because DMX actually owned a home in Lake George. And when I was starting out in radio, I used to do what was called board opping. Um, it was in at, what time did I have to get in there? Eight o'clock in the morning. It was, I was in the studio from, no, I'm sorry. I was in there from six to noon Sunday mornings. And, um, we ran Backtracks USA with Kid Kelly, two hours of just like flashbacks. And then American Top 40 with Casey Kasem, which ran from eight to noon. And I had to basically babysit the radio station. So I walk in and the guy that was in the studio before me had done the overnight and he goes, yo, did you hear what happened last night? at uh, DJ's and I was DJ's was a nightclub in Lake George that we were broadcasting from Lake George about 45 minutes to an hour north of where I'm located here in Albany New York and uh, it was like yeah DMX was was at the club last night because apparently DMX owned a home in Lake George so my boss and our night guy who were doing the live broadcast decided oh there's DMX let's put him on the radio live so they do, and, you know, it's, it's kind of chill at first. And they're like, yo, why don't you drop a freestyle for us? Now, if you've ever heard DMX's music, which I'm going to assume that you've heard at least one song from DMX, it is not clean. It's not like it's, you know, G-rated lyrics that the man is spitting. So he, he came out and he did a DMX freestyle. And it went exactly the way you think that it would go. 
Um, and it was one of the funniest and most memorable moments in radio that I have. I have a lot of great memories from the early days of radio. I sound like that old guy. Get off my lawn. The early days. It was, though. It was my early days in radio. And uh, easily one of the most memorable things that have happened. Actually, the most memorable thing that had happened when I was starting out in radio. Um, so rest in peace to DMX. I mean, I, I'm going to dedicate the uh, the podcast to DMX just in his memory because I, he influenced the way I listen to hip hop and rap music and, and, and the fact that I loved it as much as I do and uh, thoroughly enjoy his music and uh, never had the chance to meet him, unfortunately, but I've heard great things about the person that he was. So rest in peace, DMX. Darkman X, we love you. You will always be remembered. And like I said, there will never be another man like DMX. So let's get into the uh, the topic at hand, which is late 90s, early 2000s radio. Uh, it's when I fell in love with this business. I broke into it not really knowing what I was getting myself into. And as I proceeded to kind of grow in the business and get more involved in it, I started to fall in love with it. And it wasn't necessarily the business that I fell in love with, but the people that I was surrounded by when I was working at the radio station or for the company that I was working for. I had a ton of talent around me. Uh, my good friend Eddie Hernandez was part of it. Mike Adams, uh, Mike Checknicki, Brian Cody. Ellen Rockwell, Reno and Whitney. These are all names that if you grew up in the Capital Region, you know them all. Uh, I actually interned for Brian Cody, who was doing nights on the radio station at the time. And uh, professionally look up to Brian quite a bit. I think he's an, a, an extremely talented individual and very good at putting out great radio. Uh, I learned a lot when I, when, I, uh, when I interned for him. Oh, and Joe Rosati. I, I can't, I'd, I'd be a fool to not mention Joe Rosati as an influence early on in the days of me falling in love with radio. It was a lot different than it is now. A lot of stuff nowadays is, if not all, is done on computers. Uh, we all have different automation systems that run our, our radio stations, and uh, basically all we can do is you know talk when we're supposed to. Don't have much control over the transitions, which is, you know, when the so one song ends, you'll hear some sort of station ID in between that, and then another song starts. We used to do all that manually. Um, I liked it a lot more, and, and it's not saying that I don't like what we have now. I think it's, it has definitely evolved, and uh, the sound quality of radio stations is a lot better because everything is digital, but... Um, it was a lot more engaging back then. Every three and a half to four minutes or however long the song was, you had to fight, you had to push a button. You had to pay attention. You needed to know what was going on. And God forbid you did not have a tight segue and your program director was listening because he would definitely call you. What happened there? Why was the, sorry, that was a, y'all know if you came from the same radio company that I worked at, God damn it. What was that? You know who that is. I'm not going to say it, but we all got those calls. Uh, actually, we all didn't get those calls. I was very fortunate to never have my hotline ring, uh, unlike Drake, whose hotline rings. Anyway, uh, that, sorry, that was just a really bad reference. But um, things were different, a lot more engaging. We had a lot more freedom in our radio breaks. I mean, obviously, we couldn't you know, curse or anything like that. We had to stay within the rules of the FCC and, and the radio stations as to not lose the radio station's license to broadcast because that would be bad. Plus, we didn't want to cost the radio station hundreds of thousands of dollars by saying something stupid on the radio. But uh, we had a lot more freedom, a lot more time to talk in between songs, kind of just do what you do and uh, have some fun. And it was just, it was different. It was a lot different. And I love radio still to this day. I love being creative. I love coming in the studio and just, you know, 
saying some nonsense, whether it be about a radio station promotion that we're doing or just whatever thought happens to pop in my head. Uh, if you follow me on TikTok, it's at D Scott Radio. You'll see some of the truth about radio videos that I've done. Haven't done one in a while, but I definitely want to get back into that. Uh, one of the first ones I did was uh, why we do what we do, because you know, contrary to popular belief, not everybody in radio is is making great money. A lot of us are not making great money at all. I would say a majority of us. There's a slim few that make great money. Some make good money. Most of us are just doing it to make some money and uh, have some side gigs and stuff like that, but thoroughly enjoy coming on the radio and entertaining people the best way that we know how to in between songs. Or if you're fortunate enough to uh, have a talk format or something to that effect, well, then you get to entertain in different ways. But I've always been a music formatted uh, radio personality. So I get to talk in between songs, which is not the easiest thing to always do to fit your message or whatever you want to say into a 12 second talk break, 15 second talk break, something to that effect, or even shorter. So uh, we do it because we love it. And, uh, you know, growing up in this business and uh, looking up to some of the people that I mentioned earlier on top of uh, guys that I've had on the podcast, Lou Roberts, Mike, uh, Mike Patrick, Shadow Michaels. For those of you that remember Shadow Michaels, that's uh, Mike Patrick back in the early days of his radio format and uh, just listening to People just be crazy on the air, you know, not overwhelmingly weird or anything like that, not sticky and, uh, you know, not not that corny cornball radio stigma that seems to go along with some radio personalities. I'm talking about the the realness, the the fun and uh, the you just the, the different creativity and uh, different ways to do the same thing over and over and over again. It was also a lot different back in the late 90s, early 2000s, because the digital age had not gotten here yet. There was no internet. Uh, your cell phones, if you had a cell phone, you certainly weren't spending as much time on it then as you would be now. Um, they were a lot different. We weren't texting each other. Uh, you had to actually pick up the phone and call people, which was always awesome just because, um, you know, we, we had the opportunity to get people to call into the radio station, which was great because that listener interaction with us made our show that much better because as creative as we try to be or think we are here in the studio and doing what we do, the listeners, at least for me personally, when I was on full-time doing nights on a different radio station live, um, the listeners made the show because they would call up, you know, we give out the phone number or whatever. We didn't necessarily have to do phone topics. People were just calling. So you could kind of just spew something out. And if you got something good out of them, you were playing phone calls on the air. And that that's one thing that I do miss because, I mean, let, let's be honest. Like, yes, people still call radio stations to try to win stuff or whatever. And there are radio stations that may get some phone calls, but nothing like we got uh, late 90s, early 2000s when people weren't afraid to pick up the phone and call people. So that's really what made our show was that listener interaction. And you knew we were there and, and we were having fun. And yeah, I mean, sometimes we made fun of the person that was calling in and listening, but a lot of times, you know, I tried to make myself the butt of the joke more times than not. Uh, I have a, a sarcastic wit about me that helped me out quite a bit, and I got away with a lot of things just because it was my personality, and there really weren't a lot of people that could pull off things that I pulled off. Uh, one of the greatest things I ever had said to me was we were at a, uh, a radio station show that we were putting on, and I really wasn't on the air that much. I was just kind of doing midnight to 6 a.m. on weekends and stuff like that and just kind of doing whatever I could to be on the air. And uh, one of the guys that was one of our swing jocks, which means he was one of the part-timers that was on during key day parts on the weekend and or was filling in for full-timers, 
comes up to me and goes, dude, you kill me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. What do you mean? He goes, uh, dude, I, I bust my ass trying to come up with stuff and you just kind of come in there. You never seem prepared for your show. Walk in, I listen to you and all of a sudden you're just smashing it. And uh, one thing for me personally with radio is once I've gotten in here and really got my feet wet and got a taste of being on the air, it's never been anything that was overly difficult for me to be entertaining, uh, to talk to people. I, I, by nature, enjoy talking to people, just carrying on a conversation and uh, getting people to say ridiculous stuff and telling me something that they normally wouldn't say or something to that effect. Uh, I've never put a lot of thought into most of the stuff I said on the radio. It's just all very natural for me, which I think helps my longevity in this business and the success that I've seen as well. And and that's one of the things with radio, too, is it, it, it's got to sound natural. And back then, the early days, back in my day, sorry, did it again, old man moment, um, we were more natural. I, I listen to radio now, and it's gotten very lazy to an extent, Um I hear a lot of people just reading surveys on the air, not really caring. Uh, they sound like they're reading. They sound very robotic. They sound uninterested. And that bothers me to an extent. And I just feel like they're not trying. And I don't not them for the most part. I think management has a lot to do with that. Uh, they're not helping their personalities that are on the show. And that was the other thing back when I started was the, the, the management at the radio station would have air check sessions. They were listening all the time. They were giving you feedback, telling you ways to do things better. Uh, it was never in a, a putting you down kind of way. It was always more so constructive. They were trying to help you out. They wanted you to be better. And the reason they wanted you to be better was you were on their radio station. The better you sounded on the radio, the better the radio station sounded to the people listening, which is, after all, what we were all going for, the overall sound of the radio station. You want to put out the best product that you can. I don't think necessarily these days you're getting that from a lot of radio personalities, at least from what I hear. And like I said, I don't think they're necessarily to blame. Uh, I think management has a lot to do with that. Maybe they don't know how to talk to their jocks or how to give them constructive criticism. Or maybe the jocks themselves just can't take constructive criticism and take it as they're being put down or you know they're, they're being quote-unquote yelled at which is not necessarily the case. And it bothers me. It really, really does. I mean, I say that I don't put in a lot of effort into my show, but when I, when I turn the microphone on, I put my show on, uh, I'm doing the best that I can. And one of the sayings that I learned early on is you're only as good as your last break. Because what that means is, say you're listening to the radio, you hear me do a break and it kind of sucks and it was stupid and you turn off the radio, right? Because you get out of the car or, or whatever, you go about your business and you're doing your thing. You're only as good as your last break. So you need to try and put out your best break every single time and put forth the most effort that you can. And back when we were doing it all the time, live radio, you know, full uh, phone calls and stuff like that, we were literally always putting forth our best breaks, no matter what it was. And uh, I still try to do that when I'm on the air. Like, I, you know, I can't speak for other personalities in the radio business, but I try my best to put out the best break I can every single time I turn. Ooh, excuse me. Every time I turn on the microphone, things are a lot different. I said this earlier. Uh, I will repeat myself. Radio is definitely evolving. I feel like it needs to evolve again. That's my own personal opinion uh, and get back to some of the basics that made radio fun. One of the questions that I've been asked a couple of different times and uh, at least on my, and on my TikTok as well is what is radio doing to combat, you know, podcasts and, and the streaming services and for podcasts, I say that radio and podcasts can coexist because they're used completely different. 
most people aren't listening to the radio for the banter and the and the talk, you know. But podcasts, that's that's all it is, is just talk. Now that said, with the streaming services, something a that you have to pay for, okay, whatever platform it is, you have to pay for that streaming service, okay. And all you're getting is a playlist. You're just getting music, which which is fine if you want to listen to just music. But we offer up, first of all, we're free. Radio is absolutely free. You do not have to pay for us. You just have to turn the radio on, and there we are, which is why, unfortunately, you're stuck listening to commercials because we have to generate revenue from somewhere. So commercials is how we do that, advertising. Um, but you do not pay for the radio, okay? You do not turn on my radio station. You don't pay for me to come on there and, uh, and, and to do what I do. But one of the things and one of the main things that sets us apart from the streaming services is the personality. That is the key difference, right? You, you turn on the radio station or you turn on your streaming. In between songs, you get this guy that comes on there and is, is, his job is to entertain you or this lady or this person. We'll just say this person because it's male, female, whatever the case may be. You get this person to try to entertain you. Streaming services don't have that. Um, I, I feel like we need to get back on that local level with radio. That's my own personal opinion. Uh, people talking about their day, their life, what's going on in their world. That's why I said earlier about people that read surveys and shit like that. Uh, that is that is not show prep to me. If you're just taking it and going, oh, I got this. I found the survey, which, first of all, you didn't find the survey. OK, we have prep services uh, show prep services that give us a bunch of information. Usually there's surveys on them. So really all you did was open up your prep service and go, oh, we're going to use this one. And then they just read the poll. See, to me, that's lazy show prep. It's not really show prep because you're just reading something that someone else did. If you're not personalizing that or putting your own opinion into it or making it into something that you can talk about, whether it be on social media or that lights up your phones, that's not really show prep. It's uh, it's lazy radio is really what that is. And I feel like radio needs to get away from the lazy and back to the energy entertaining. Um, that's what we all got into this for. That's, that's what we're doing. I know that a lot of us wear a lot of different hats in this business and sometimes our shows suffer because of it. Uh, it should not. I understand that you had a busy day, but really when push comes to shove, the end all be all is the show that you put on the radio to make sure that your product sounds the best. So I feel personally, again, these are all personal opinions of mine. I feel like radio needs to get back to the basics. Let the DJs be the DJs, okay? The attention span, yes, is shorter than it was years ago. But because of the popularity of podcasts, and this is why I feel like the personalities could be the stars again. Podcasts are extremely popular. People are listening to people talk in podcasts. So why not give the personalities a little bit more freedom, a little bit more leeway into talking a little bit more so that they can say what they want to say a little bit. I'm not talking like come in five minute breaks or anything like that, you know, but you know, don't, don't push us into cutting everything down into, you know, 30 seconds or less or whatever the case may be. We had that saying less is more. Uh, I feel like we need to get away from that. And I feel like we need to go back to the way things were because after all, what's old is new again. Okay. So let's get back to that. I, that's, that's how it, I feel. And I personally am, am, am doing what I can to make sure that radio gets back to that. That is my end game in all of this is to uh, help revitalize the radio business. So are things different? Yeah, they are. Are they better? Uh, yes and no. I like the equipment that we have now. It's a lot easier. Uh, I kind of wish that I could fire things manually. It keeps you more engaged. 
Uh, but at the same time, using new technology, which is a lot easier and less likely to break, I don't have to worry about a song skipping because I'm not playing CDs anymore or going back further playing records, which I never did. But I know some people that were in this business that played records on the radio. Uh, we don't have to worry about anything skipping. You're always going to get good quality sounding stuff. So, uh, but that, that that's pretty much it. That's my thoughts on the late 90s, early 2000s radio compared to now. Uh, like I said, what's old is new again. We need, we need to get back to radio the way it was. And if you really want to separate yourself from the streaming services, then let the jocks be the jocks and let them do what they do best. Because after all, you hired us for a reason, right? You put that person on, you had the faith in that person to do and give you the best show that they have, no matter what their day part is. So let them be that. Thank you so much for listening. I definitely appreciate that. We'll do another Facebook topic uh, next week. Not quite sure which one I'm going to pick yet, but we'll get into something or other. Um, and that's it. That's the podcast. Rest in peace to uh, Earl DMX Simmons. Uh, we definitely miss you. The world is going to miss you. And uh, that's that. I'm out.